Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. Today is Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. This is edition number five of season seven of the Morning Devotional. We are working our way through the book of Joshua. My name is Pastor William Hill. I'm the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church. We are located in Evansville, Indiana. It's great to have you here with me as we continue looking at this um, Really delightful book, a book that teaches us much about the Christian life, a book that is very helpful as we uh, pilgrim in our journey uh, to our heavenly rest, even as the people of old journeyed to theirs. Let's pray first, and then we'll consider a very pivotal chapter in the narrative of the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 5. Let's pray together. Our God in heaven, as we uh, approach your word once again, we are humbled at the reality that you are immense that you are transcendent, that you are the God who is sovereign and powerful, the Almighty, the God who has revealed himself, not only in creation, but also in your word. You have shown sinful creatures uh, who you are and uh, what you do for sinners. And we thank you that you have wrought redemption through Christ and you have drawn us to yourself. We pray that we would walk worthy of that which you have called us to, Forgive us for the ways in which we fall short of your glory and help us now as we consider your word that you might teach us by your spirit, even as you have promised to do, we ask for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, Joshua chapter 5 is a very pivotal chapter in the narrative. It is the, uh, really, it is, uh, it introduces, or as it were, it lays the foundation for the things that will, uh, will flow or come from uh, short, uh, come shortly thereafter, uh, especially as we consider in uh, tomorrow's edition, we consider the battle of Jericho and then the, some of the subsequent battles that will ensue from this. Uh, we left off with the people having crossed the Jordan River. They were led by the Ark of the Covenant or the very presence of God across the Jordan uh, where the people of God were brought safely to the shores of the promised Land. They're not that far from Jericho. They're all the, they're very somewhat close in relation to that city. But here in chapter five, <clears throat> instead of heading, uh, rushing headlong into the first battle at Jericho, um, some events take place that are necessary to establish the people before they go into battle against the enemy. And what happens here in this chapter is really three things. We first have the covenant sign of circumcision is given. And then we have the celebration of the Passover. And then finally, we have this encounter with the commander of the army of the Lord. Now, I'm thankful to one commentator who helps synthesize these three elements that are here before us. But we note in chapter 5 that the new generation of the people of Israel are circumcised. This is detailed for us in the first 11 chapters, and you might wonder, well, why is this generation of people now just being circumcised? Well, you remember, you have to go back into the Pentateuch. You have to go back into, really, the book of Numbers. When the spies went into the land, they came back. They were afraid. They didn't believe God's promises, and so the people rebelled against God, except for Joshua and Caleb. And as a result, God condemned them to doom there in the wilderness as they wandered for 40 years. It was during this period, of course, that these, the children of, these, of uh, uh, this first generation, the generation that left Egypt, has come on the scene and they are spared from the judgment that was their parents. But as a result of the wilderness wanderings, they have not been circumcised. They have not received the sign of the covenant 
uh, as given by the Lord in Genesis uh, 12, 15, and 17, really specifically in Genesis 17. And so now they receive this covenant sign, which establishes in a formal sense, in a visible sense, the relationship that exists between the God of heaven, the one true God, and the people that he has redeemed uh, from Egypt. Now, we do this in the church, of course. We do this through church membership. We do this through that visible profession and public statement that I am with God, I am with his people. And so the covenant sign of circumcision is placed upon these, this new generation prior to them engaging in the battle that is before them. Now, this sign, of course, is repeated for us in the New Testament. It's repeated for us in the sign of baptism. It is that which we give to our children by virtue of the fact that they are born to one or both believing parents. And they are, that is given to them as a marker, as a sign and seal of God's covenant placed upon them. It separates them. Uh, they are unique. They are different. These people here, this second generation, this new generation, is in fact a unique people to God. They are his treasured possession, and he places his sign upon them. The second thing we see is the celebration of the Passover. Again, here we see the mark of redemption. This is what the Passover represented in Exodus chapter 12. God institutes the the feast of Passover. He institutes the Passover meal. Uh, he does so as a marker or as a, as a sign of the great work of redemption that he, is, that he has brought uh, to his people and freeing them from Egypt, which for us is a type of sin and bondage. He has freed us through the blood of the Lamb. And we too, of course, are freed from the blood of the Lamb of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our Passover Lamb. And so these people, while they're encamped at Gilgal, verse 10, they kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month in the evening on the plains of Jericho, precisely when they're supposed to. But they do this as as, as that which signifies them as the redeemed of the Lord. So not only are they circumcised, the covenant sign has been placed upon them, they now enjoy the benefits of that sign. They enjoy the sign of redemption, the, the covenant meal of the Passover, which indicates the redeeming work of the Lord. And so both of these signs, these sacraments, really, as we see them now in the New Testament, in the sacrament of baptism and the Lord's Supper, signify a uniqueness of the people to the God of heaven. They are His. They belong to Him, and as a result... They are guided and directed by Him. Now, we enjoy that same benefit today. Children who have been baptized as infants, you don't remember your baptism. You you have no recollection, probably, of your baptism. Uh, But you were, nonetheless. And as a result, God's covenant sign has been placed upon you, and the burden of raising you and the nurture and admonition of the Lord has been placed to your parents. And by virtue of that covenant that they took before the God of heaven, You have been raised in a Christian home, in a Christian context, and you have come, God willing, to an understanding of your need of the Passover lamb, the work of redemption. You have come to understand that you too, like mom and dad, need Christ. You need his blood to cover you from your sin. And so in the same way, these people enjoy these great privileges afforded to them by God. There's a third thing here uh, in this chapter, and that is this, this encounter, which is really a Christophany, uh, that is to say a pre-incarnate appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ, where Joshua is out 
Um, he is out, uh, and he uh, he lifts up his eyes, uh, probably implying that he is um, he is praying or he is in contemplation, meditation, whatever the case may be. And he sees a man standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went to him. And he 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 asks of him, "Are you for us or for our adversaries?" And he said, "No, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord." Now I have come, and Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. Now, this echoes very much the very event that happened in Exodus chapter 3 with Moses as he met the God of heaven at the burning bush. And I am convinced the voice he heard from that bush is, in fact, a Christophany, is a pre-incarnate Christ, that he, Christ is the Word. And who he heard was the second person of the Trinity speaking to Moses. And when did he do that? Prior to him engaging in the battle before Pharaoh and his army. Here, before the battle of Jericho, before the battles that will be in front of the people of God, the commander of the army of the Lord... Christ himself, a pre-incarnate Christ, the second person in the Trinity, appears to Joshua and pronounces to him that he is the commander of the army of the Lord, that he is to take off his sandals. The place you're standing is holy, Joshua, and he worshipped him. What this teaches us, of course, is that as redeemed people who have received the covenant sign of baptism, who have received the recognition of our sin, have, have come to understand our sin and have, uh, have claimed Christ as our own, have looked to Him for salvation, also understand that as we go into our Christian experience and our Christian lives, we do so with the reliance upon the God of heaven. We don't do it in our own strength, for we will be creamed. We do it in the strength of the Spirit. We do it in the strength of our God. We trust Him, we lean upon Him. As we do battle against the world, the flesh, and the devil, we trust the God of heaven, who is our refuge and strength, and who will guide and lead us as we battle these very, very ominous foes in our Christian pilgrimage. And so this chapter sets the stage for the battles that will come. The first one, of course, is the battle at Jericho that we will see in tomorrow's edition. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to contact me is there before you on the screen. And so until the um, Thursday edition, when we do consider the Battle of Jericho and the, you know, all the twists and turns of this very odd encounter that happens between the people of God and the citizens of this city, may the Lord bless you today. May you remember that you belong to the God of heaven. You have been bought with a price, the price of the Passover lamb. May you go in his strength, his power, as you seek to serve him. God bless.